From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Panaki from Local Wisdom. Panaki, it's really nice to have you on. How you doing? Doing well. Thank Absolutely. you for having me. I'm doing great. So, so excited for today's recording. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me here. Super Absolutely. honored to be on the podcast. For sure. So to kick us off, can you tell me a bit about who you are and as well as your company and who you guys are and what you're doing? Yeah. So I'm the CEO of Local Wisdom. We're a digital communications agency. Also the co-founder of Resource Hero, which is a workload management app. Also like you, I'm a podcast host and I'm also a speaker. I have a family of beautiful wife, three kids, all from different decades. So I have a 23-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a three-year-old. And uh, yeah, I, I do DJing. I'm a gamer. I have fun times. I can talk about my company. I have two of them, like I said. The Local Wisdom is a digital communications agency. Essentially, we give business communicators the time and headspace to become strategic leaders. And we do that by taking on the tactical nuts and bolts of their work, right? So we've been doing it for about 25 years now, and we predominantly work with mid to large companies in regulated industries. Um, my other uh, company, Resource Hero, is my SaaS product company. It's an app built on the Salesforce ecosystem, and uh, it helps services companies balance their people's workload by forecasting their work and tracking time against it. And uh, yeah, in September, we hit, 10 years on the app exchange and uh, we're constantly nice. holding up this five-star rating. So that feels really good. That's amazing. What's your story? How did you get into entrepreneurship, building companies, creating these two companies? How did that come to be? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I always, whenever I say, I wonder if I should give like the abridged or the non-abridged version, but I'll give this a shot. I've been in love with technology and design since a very young age. Like I remember as a kid, I wanted to be an engineer all my life because my dad was an engineer when we we're getting the Commodore 64 computer and everything like that. When I got into middle school and high school, suddenly I wanted to be like an artist, a designer, a writer, a DJ, and a bunch of other things. But my dad was like, no, you're going to go to school for engineering. I did do that. I went to Rutgers Engineering and it was the late 90s and the internet was becoming a thing. So I decided to switch to computer science because I wanted to work on software rather than hardware. And it's funny, back then, they actually didn't let you take both design and technology at the same time, which is strange if you think about it today. Must speak to my age or something like that. Um, but I graduated around the, when the tech bubble burst in the early 2000s. And so I, myself and a few friends from college, we found ourselves in the workforce with no tech jobs. So. We looked around the market and we saw that there were companies that did great design work and companies that did great technology work, but none that did both really well. And that's the company we decided to create. So that's when Local Wisdom was born. And Resource Hero was born out of our agency need to be able to know how busy we are. Like, when can we take on work? Like clients used to ask us, hey, can you take on this project next month? And I just didn't feel confident that I could answer that. So we looked for a solution for that and there was none. So we found ourselves building one. That's awesome. Let's talk about that journey of growing a company. You create this company, you have a product service. 
How do you go about growing it? What do those early days look like? And then what have you found to be successful in terms of scaling it up from there? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I just feel like I'm always a student at this because we'll always be, because things will always keep changing, right? That's probably the one thing, even when we started this company, like what I said, you know, bridging design and technology, that was the case back then. And today there's a lot of companies that, that do that a whole user experience practice has come out of it, in fact. So I think one of the mindsets that I bring to the table is just always be adaptable. And I think of zigzag. I, I think like a lot of times when people zig, I think maybe I should zag or, or vice versa, because it's about really finding out like, where is everybody not? Because that's where you're more apt to get noticed. And I could definitely share stories of that too. I'm also a per perspective gatherer. I think that was a I think that's a big thing when we're thinking about growth. I look for feedback and perspectives and ideas and thoughts from everywhere, even if it goes against with what I'm doing, because I think since the beginning of this, my, my biggest fear wasn't that like I'm falling or I'm failing, but it's that I'm falling or failing and I don't know it is the main thing. So it's just wrong. Like growth has always been like a constant, like, keeping my eye on different perspectives and how are we being seen and everything like that. And, and that turns into this kind of trying to also make this consumer grade experience, right? Like first, in order to grow, we have to do good work, right? That the basics, right? You have to create a good, your product needs to create a great experience for your customer. And you as an organization need to do create a great experience for your customers. I think that's just table stakes, but I think what's important is to like, think about that internally as well. So we're really trying to create like the best experience, even for our employees, because I think I, I've owned this company for a long time. I've become the CEO maybe about seven years ago. <clears throat> and I, I've learned that like relationships are really core. The relationships with the people around you are just uh, absolutely crucial and vital because I've learned you really can't build anything on top of a safe, uh, shaky relationship, right? It just, it'll fall. So I've been really thinking about people as greater than the company because people that make up the company are the company, right? So I think over generations, we've learned ways to treat people not as human beings, but maybe as cogs or resources. And actually that's why we launched our podcast, Why Does It Feel So Wrong to Be Human at Work? Just to think through the things that we need to unlearn uh, one of the growth drivers that I've seen or the biggest like return on investment that I've seen is simply appreciating employees as much as I can. Whenever someone does something good, let's talk about that. Whenever someone says something good about someone else, let's talk about that because it doesn't cost anything and it just boosts everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are some of the things that like pop up in my mind that just kept me going and growing this time. Love that. What's one of the stories of zigging when everyone else is zagging? You mentioned you have some. I'd love to hear them. Yeah, I think it seeps into one of the one of the stories of our our biggest and one of the most profitable service offerings, and it's called subscriptions. And this service offering is one where we help our customers by offering them talent at increments of time to just help manage the everyday communications. And the idea of this came because. A long time ago, I was at another agency and this agency like only working on like the top trending digital innovative things that you could see and a huge agency, 
all Fortune clients. And one of the account managers was telling me about one of the accounts that he was managing. And it was a big, well-known brand. But he told me that they're just spending like over a million dollars a year with this agency. And all we're doing as an agency is just like updating the website. And he was like, this is not what we want to do. We want to be cutting edge digital. And so we dropped them as a client. And I was like, wow, I'll take that. I, I thought of there is a need that's unmet because all of these agencies are really clamoring to like the most cutting edge trending digital. So I'm like, you know what? There's this, this long tail of folks that like need help with the everyday management. And so when I joined Local Wisdom full-time, I brought that mindset in and said, let's create a managed service that helps people manage the everyday communications that have to do with their digital. And that's been wildly successful for us for all the years. I love that. So you you have a very large online presence and, and you create a lot of content. You have a podcast, you're doing a lot of stuff. How did you decide to do that? And then how does that play into the business and growth and recognition and all that? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I got into it from a number of different angles. Like things just came together. For one, I think when I was introducing like story earlier on, it was like, I wanted to be like an engineer and suddenly a uh, writer, designer, producer, DJ, whatever. Uh, I was, I think there's, there is a part of like entertainment that's, I think always been somewhere in me, around me. And there's always been this part of education that's always been in me, around me somewhere. Like, I think even in like college, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't think I was like the smartest person in the room or anything like that. And one of the best ways we used to get by in college is to create study groups where we could learn from one another and learn off of one another. And I think that's really, that came together with me at a time when I was responsible for sales at the company and it was earlier on. And I'm like, I really dislike cold calling and cold emailing and all of that stuff. I thought, what are, what is a way that I could do this by doing something I enjoy? And that's when the more of like the content creation came into mix. It was like, how can I create educational content that helps and provides value, but at the same time, make it fun, interesting, entertaining, right? Like I think one of my recent kind of resources that I developed was called Combo Meals. And it was a way to create prepackaged communication plans. And the inspiration came from the dollars, dollar menus at like fast food restaurants. So I, I love doing things like that, creating things by bringing things together. I love that. What is one thing you wish you would have known when you first became a CEO that you know now? Yeah, that it's, I think it's way tougher than you'd expect. I think, I think the toughest part about being a CEO and the challenges around that, it's really around people's livelihood, right? I think making business decisions, even when you care deeply about people that you have relations with them and how it affects them, right? I think it's really difficult and hard to be at more than one place, right? I think as a CEO, it's like everything, you're involved in everything. And in the most difficult times is when things start to compound one thing after the other, right? I always think owning a business or being a CEO is like riding a bunch of roller coasters running all at the same time. There are like multiple ups and downs and tracks and the ups and downs can actually change within seconds. When there are like multiple tracks going down, multiple dips, 
that could compound really fast and it become really heavy. So I think the most difficult challenges forced me to go like from, oh crap, to, okay, I got this and keep moving. So I think having a great team helps because that's a, an amazing support system that helps staying active helps having time to yourself helps having colleagues who are in the same place, just a support system for you to lean on helps. And I think just most importantly, just realizing that you're not alone and that you're still here gives you hope, gives me hope. And I always think in my mind at difficult and challenging times that this is temporary and it will pass and there are ups that'll be coming. And so, yeah, those are the kind of ways that I've handled some of the difficulties. And if I had to tell, if, if I could tell my, my previous self that I I would. I like that. So any final thoughts, words of wisdom, any advice you have for those out there listening today? Yeah, I think one of the things I've been thinking about more, more recently more is pacing. I think as a leader, you have a lot of pressure. You want to do a lot. You have a lot of ideas. Ideas are coming in all directions, but you can't do it all at once. And so pacing becomes crucial. Someone said to me that like marketing is like gambling. And I think business is like a gamble, right? It's like an investment. It's like going to the casino. So although it might be super exciting and the odds seem to be good, you're not going to walk into a casino and just put everything you have on red. So I think it just seems easy to think you can when you're in a business. So pacing, and I think becomes really important. I tell everybody to think about that. that. I love that analogy too. I feel like building a business is a bit like playing blackjack or something. It's a series of a bunch of bets and you hope that you make the right bets and the odds are better for you than the house, right? Yeah. Love that analogy. Exactly. You don't know what's in the dealer's hand, right? (laughs) Exactly. So love that. Hey, it's been amazing to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much for joining and sharing all your wisdom and insights. Yeah, Brad, thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate it. And I appreciate what you're doing for the community. Absolutely.